0: You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we're going to talk about mindset and beliefs and why you not thinking and acting like a championship player or coach may be holding you back from achieving the goals that you have for yourself. So, it's an interesting type of episode, but I guarantee you there's going to be a ton of value in understanding what is the right mindset of a championship player and coach what are the type of habits and beliefs you should be thinking about so stay tuned hi i'm coach brian singh and after 11 years coaching competitive volleyball and as a head coach of a college team i've become obsessed with helping athletes and coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to train efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals I've created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is the Volleyball by Design podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 16 of the Volleyball by Design podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you are a new listener, welcome to the podcast, welcome to episode 16, Um, you're a little bit late in the game but that's okay um, because that means you can binge listen to a ton of great episodes uh, that have been made beforehand, you got 15 to be exact Um, and if you are a regular routine listener, how are you, welcome back. I got another great one for you today. I was supposed to actually have an interview today, but I think we may push that off to next week. Um, We'll see how it goes, but we got some interviews lined up as well, but I wanted to come on and talk about something that is actually, that changed my coaching career for the better, Um, and it's this ideal of habits and having a championship mindset, or rather, being a championship coach. So to introduce this, I'm going to, I'm going to paint a picture. I want to start talking about this, this ideal of beliefs and I want to paint a picture for you. So when I was a young coach, you know, I mean, I was, I was young, I was inexperienced. I love the game. And as the game grew with me, I became more passionate about the game. I became more obsessed with it. And I dedicated a lot of my life to the sport and learning everything I can there. You know, there is to know about the sport. But when I was a young coach, I had a fundamental problem. And that was that, you know, when I took on the team that I had, I knew that we were in a championship team. I made I already made the realization that this was not a championship team I actually already knew that we were we were in a top you know five or top 10 team in the province I, I knew we were a top team in the province maybe top 20 but I I, I told myself yeah we're not a, we're not a top 10 team in the province and that is a problem if you're a coach or a player out there and you have a team right now and you've already, told yourself that you are not in the top 10 or you're not a championship team, then you're training from the wrong mindset. And this is really important because I'm not saying to be unrealistic. I'm not saying that. You have to work with what you have. But what I'm saying is that if you truly believe that you are not a championship team that there's no way you're winning a championship or being in the top 10 for that matter. Do you think that you're going to be training as hard or as effective as you would be if you thought you had a shot at winning a championship? Let me put this into another perspective for you. you may understand this. Let's say you're, you're a student and you're taking math, Okay. And you have a math teacher that you know is really tough. Like you're about to start the course and there's a math teacher that you know you, you think is really hard. And you're like, oh man, there's no way I'm getting a 90 in this class. I'd be happy with an 80. Let's just say you had that mentality, which by the way, a lot of people have that mentality about a lot of different things where you already eliminate the uh, the ideal of getting a specific goal and you're like, well, you know, I'll, I'll be okay with an 80 or a 75 or whatever mark you'd be okay with. Now, because you have this belief of there's not a chance you're getting a 90, you have just guaranteed yourself that you're not going to get a 90. You've eliminated 10% out of your realm of opportunity because you don't believe you have the ability to hit that goal. So without doing anything, you've eliminated 10%. Without doing anything, I didn't, I, we haven't talked about how hard you're going to work, how smart you're going to work. We haven't talked about whether or not you can actually achieve the goal or not, but because you believe that you can't, what are the chances that you're actually going to get above a 90? Zero. Zero chance. So now you're playing shorthanded already. You're playing to get an 80. And then what happens if you try your best to get an 80 and you fall short? Well, you might get a 75. Now, if you had shifted that belief to saying, well, I know it's gonna be tough. I know that this teacher is hard and, you know, nineties are hard to come at. But if you had wholeheartedly, subconsciously believed that you were capable of getting a ninety in this class, then now ask yourself, do you have more of a shot at getting that ninety than you did when you previously didn't believe that? Because if when you previously didn't believe it subconsciously, you were not you're not gonna allow yourself to achieve that ninety. You're not gonna put in the work that's necessary to achieve that 90, you just you just already you've already made yourself be satisfied with an 80 or maybe even a 75. Now, if you had believed you were going to get a 90 and you fell short, you fell short to an 80, but that's much better than falling short to a 75. So it's the same thing with being a player or a coach in our great game. If you wholeheartedly believe that you're not capable of doing great things like winning a championship, subconsciously your ability to train, to coach, to do anything is going to be minimized by whatever you think you can't achieve. And that is not a great place to work from. It really isn't. You have to believe that you're capable of doing it or you're never going to be capable of doing it. And I don't care what type of team you have, what kind of players you have, you have to train like a championship team would train for. That same hunger, that same energy, that same, you know, whatever, will, toughness, whatever you want to call it, you have to have that right mindset. So I hope you can understand where I'm coming from when I'm talking about this belief. And I, and I really wish that because I, I, I'm thinking back to my days when I was a younger coach. And even though I had a team that maybe at that time we weren't we weren't as skilled as the number one team in the province. Sure. But if I had wholeheartedly believed that we would be a championship team, I wonder what kind of mindset would I have been? What kind of training would I have allowed for my team to do? If I wholeheartedly believe that and looking back now, I can reflect and I can say, well, I was satisfied with being a top tier two team because I thought that that was where our team skills were. That's where I thought we were. And so I was happy with that. What kind of coach is happy with that? I, I mean, satisfied, sure, but not happy. Like I should have been aiming to be number one. And if I fell short to top in tier two, fine, I can live with that because i aimed and i believed we'd be number 1 that is a much better goal than being than having the goal of being the number 1 team in tier 2 and now, okay yeah, we, we we hit that i mean it's just not the right mindset to work with okay so I'll, I'll transition from there but i hope i hope you understand what i'm saying here and it's really important don't think that you know coaches and players that are listening to this don't think that this is all like woohoo i'm 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 telling you from experience your belief system plays a significant role in how successful you are period all right Let's talk about this idea of habits, all right? It's really, really important. And this is this is, this is, I kind of got this from the business world. You know, if you like think about it in terms of business, um, for any of you in business out there, you may be able to relate to this, but if you want to be if you want to run a six figure business or a seven figure business, okay, you have to have the habits of a six-figure business entrepreneur or a seven-figure entrepreneur. If you don't have those habits, if you're not acting like a six-figure entrepreneur, do you think that you're ever going to get there? That's a question that one of my mentors told me. And it's a great question. And you look at all the... look, look Pick any, any person that is a six-figure, seven-figure entrepreneur. Pick anybody. And let's talk about these habits, for example. So, you know, if I look at um, I don't know, Elon Musk, okay, Elon Musk, Tesla. And I always to say, okay, well, what, what is Elon-, Elon Musk is a billionaire, and he's, you know, very, very successful. And I look at his habits. Well, is he building his website? Is he on customer service? Is he doing, you know, those tasks that are a repetition, you know, like, no, I wouldn't say menial tasks, but tasks that don't involve growing the business, don't involve revenue coming into the business. Like, is he doing that? No, right? He has people doing that for him. So he can focus on the big picture, which is growing the company, developing the best electric cars on the market, growing his business. He's focused on those objectives. And there's a, a key thing in business where they say 5% of the business is like, can correlate to 95% of the revenue or of the success of the business. So we need to focus ourselves on the 5% so we can grow and make the business better. Now, in volleyball, it is the exact same thing. Do you have championship habits? And I actually... This is the one thing I learned when I was a young coach. This is the one thing that I say I did earlier than I than most people is I was I was very obsessed with Um, Like okay, so I don't know if you guys watch basketball, but in basketball there is um, at the beginning of the season there's a lot of like training camp. All the teams go through training camp, and there is um, I don't know what the what it's called, but it's like inside access. You get a chance to see everything inside training camp. The coaches are mic'd up. You get a chance to kind of like it's almost like you're there without really being there, and you get to see a lot. I mean you don't see everything, but you get to see a lot. So I learned very quickly that if I want to be a championship coach. I have to have championship habits. What are the championship coaches doing? That's what you got to be looking at. You can't be looking at what are the teams that are losing, doing. what are the championship coaches doing? Because championship coaches have championship habits. And see, that's important. So I, I watched and I observed and I saw that they were doing things that I weren't. And they were looking at film differently than I was. Well, that was interesting. Like, I looked at film, but I wasn't looking at film the way they were looking at film. And it made me think, well, let's... And, and, when, I, and when I transitioned to looking at film a different way, it blew my mind at how much more effective and efficient that was. Um, you know, my mentor, John Sparaw, Uh when I go down to UCLA um, in, you know, my one time a year where I go down there and I look at and seeing what he's doing, I always pick up on a couple different things that he's doing, his habits that he does and I'm seeing, wow, and I implement them in my practice and I'm like, hey, this is making me better. This is a great thing to do. Championship habits are something that you need to do in your team if you're trying to win a championship. So one thing that I did, a huge mistake, I think I talked about this before on the pod, but I, when I was a young coach, I didn't really plan my practices the way that I should have. You know, you kind of, you, you just, and I, and I guarantee you, club coaches listening to this, I'm, I guarantee you there are some of you out there that are doing this where you're thinking about what you're going to do for practice on the drive to the gym. And you haven't really thought about it until maybe you've even stepped in the gym door to see, you know, who shows up and what we're doing today. And, and you kind of just go on the fly. How many of you, and, and answer honestly, how many of you have done that? Well, do you think championship coaches are planning on the fly like that? I can tell you right now they're not. You got to have a plan in place before practice to what you're going to do. You have to and I, you know, you got to plan it out before the season even starts. What are you going to work on for September, October, and then kind of you can kind of you don't have to, you know, plan out the whole thing, but have an idea of what your what your goals are. And then we'll take it a step further. I never practice planned when I was a young coach. I listen. I was under the belief that why do I have to write things down and plan a practice? Listen, I know we need to work on passing. We're just gonna go work on passing. We're gonna do that, and I'm not gonna talk too much about this. But in in one of my previous episodes about efficiency, um, if you if you look, I want to say it's episode thirteen, but just uh, you can look for the one on efficiency. I talk about. Um, how my practices are more efficient. Yeah, it's episode 13. I talked about how my practices are more efficient now than they were before because of the planning that takes place prior. Again, championship mentality, championship habits versus non-championship habits. And It's a game changer, guys. It's a really big game changer. I did not have championship habits when I first started, but I learned very quickly that in order to win a championship, I had to have championship habits. So, are you doing the the type of you know things that require um, that championship coaches do? All right. Let me ask you another question. Are championship coaches and players spending their time googling? How to do certain things, and YouTubing how to do certain things. Now, to a certain extent, they might be, but I can tell you what championship coaches are doing. They're surrounding themselves with other, you know, high-level coaches or, or other championship-type coaches, and they have a community that they can go on and ask questions and uh, and get better. So let me put this into perspective for you. In the business world, this is called masterminding. And masterminding is this ideal of having a small accountability group that, you know, regularly meets up whether it's virtual or in person, and they and they meet up with intention. So they'll have maybe someone organizes a guest speaker to come. They all, you know, have a conversation about how their businesses are doing. They offer advice on what they've found successful that they've done this year and what other business owners have been doing and they exchange ideas and they share and they they, they do this. And, and I think a lot of masterminds, like they meet up, you know, two or three times a year and they go on like this retreat and they do a lot of, you know, team building stuff together and whatever the case is. But the point is, is they have their own community. They have their own group that they associate themselves with. And because they're in this group, a lot of ideals are going back and forth and a lot of great things are happening. So my question to you is, do you think that they would gain as much value or or rather, do you think they would improve as much as business owners if they weren't part of these accountability groups? I would argue they wouldn't. I I mean, I'm not saying they wouldn't be successful. Absolutely, they'd probably be successful. But don't you think they'd be even more successful if they were part of these groups because of all these information going, all these ideas that they're generating and all this stuff? And I guarantee you that they are. And it's actually proven in research. When you're part of a community, you tend to improve much faster than you would if you weren't part of a community. So as a volleyball player or coach, are you part of your own community where you have regular meetups, virtual or not, or you have a group where you can ask questions or share ideals or whatever the case is. Cause if you don't, I would have I would highly recommend you start doing that. Because it can change the way that you get results. It can do a lot of good things for you. And I don't I can't remember if I talked about this in another episode, but I think I have. Uh Community is huge, and you know in DVA we have our own community, right? I, I like because of Digital Volleyball Academy, I'm able to share. I'm able to. I'm able to facilitate a community where people can come. They can learn through my online modules and training. Um, they can ask questions through our community. They can share with other members. They can get results from. They can like, see what other members are doing. I share what I'm doing in my gym, and we all learn together. That's powerful. Right? the digital volleyball academy community is powerful in that in that way, because no one's alone. There's always a place for someone to go to get answers. So I hope you are, you know, going and you have a place where you can go and get answers as well. Because working together, having an accountability group, having a community is so important. It's so important. Um, me, I have an accountability group as coaches. We're you know volleyball coaches. We talk, we meet, and I I can tell you. You know, the amount, of, the amount of value I've gained from this community is incredible because sometimes it just takes one idea. Like, and I, I say this all the time. It just takes one idea for you to move forward, for you to gain clarity on whatever you're doing in your life, whether it's volleyball rated or not. And, it's, and you can significantly improve by getting that one idea. And that one idea wouldn't have been possible if you weren't interacting with people, if you weren't being part of that community. It's huge. All right, so you you have to be part. You ha, I I mean I, I don't want to say you have to, but you're you're definitely leaving a lot on the table by not being part of a community, and if and again you know it doesn't even have to be paid, it could be free. Just find people in your local area, go online, join Facebook groups see if there's people that are interested in joining a small group where you guys can maybe maybe virtually do a Zoom call once a month and share ideas and talk about problems and whatever the case is it's uh, like it sounds it may sound a little silly but guess what it can do a ton for you in your, in terms of your progress right um, and even if you got to pay for one like if Digital Volleyball Academy is not for you, like look for other ones. But DVA, um, my one of my big pillars is community in DVA. It's something I really believe in and I thrive. And I'm trying to create the best community for my members because I believe, I believe in it. I, I really believe in it. So, you know, these are things that you have to be doing. Um, I could go on and on and on about different types of championship habits. I've talked about three of them today. I've talked about, actually, I've talked about four of them. I've talked about your beliefs and how your beliefs could be holding you back which is which guess what it's so true your beliefs could be holding you back. So subconsciously I want you to, like what do you believe in and I want you to shift your the, your way of thinking now going forward and start believing more in yourself and your and your goals so that you can start training that way and acting that way which leads me into my second point which is are you acting like a championship coach? do you have championship coach habits? If you do, great. If you don't, hmm, you may got to start thinking about that. Because in order to be a championship coach, you have to have championship habits. In order to be a championship player, you have to have championship habits. And the the few that I've mentioned today in terms of have in terms of coaches, planning, film, community. Hey players, guess what? Same thing for you. Planning, Film, oh boy, film, yeah. Players, you should be looking at film, and and I mean, uh, learning how to look at film the right. Hopefully, your coaches can help you with that. But that was a big one for me. I, I was looking at film when I was a young coach, but it wasn't until I start, I, I you know, I again, I learned how to look at film from a different lens, where looking at film became so much better, so much more effective. My players saw so much more results because we were able to look at it from a different lens, and that wouldn't have been possible if. I was not part of a community. I didn't have a mentor. Oh my god, mentor. I can I'm, I might do a whole episode just on the meaning of a mentor, how to find a mentor, the purpose of one, how like how uh, how important it is to have a mentor. It it is so important. So important. I taught. I mean like I interviewed Micah Maha and he talked about having a mentor um as to be like how he how that has helped him be a pro setter. I'm a college coach, and I have a mentor in John Sparra, who's the head coach of the men's national team in the U.S. and head coach at UCLA. John Sparra has a mentor. The national team men's coach has a mentor. You need one. You absolutely need one. Um, and I'm a mentor to many coaches and athletes, not only inside my DVA community, but in our local area as well. So it's really important to get a mentor. But I might do, in a, whole, I might do a whole episode on that. We'll see. All right. I hope I'm able to leave you here with some clarity. Um, this wasn't a more this wasn't a tactical uh, episode in terms of volleyball, but but it is an important one. It's really important to start having this type of mindset, this belief, these habits, because it will translate to more success and ultimately more championships. Believe it or not. All right, I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it at that with you guys. Okay. Um, I do want to say for those of you that are just starting your seasons, listen. I, you know, I wish you the best of luck. You know, hopefully, my, my episodes here and my stuff on Instagram will be able to help you. Uh, for those of you who didn't make teams, listen. There's always next year. This is the opportunity to grow and get better. Um, coaches out there, um, habits really, really have those championship habits and, and beliefs and players as well. Same thing. All right. If you guys aren't following me on the Instagram, you know, follow me on the gram. Uh, Brian Singh underscore Coach B, Look me up I try to give some da- I always try to give daily tips You know some daily Whether it's a Whether it's me coaching in a gym Or I do a video analysis On a volleyball play Or whatever the case is Follow me on the grams Let me know how, how Let me know uh, what's going on And si- send me a DM if anything too I mean I got a lot of DMs actually So uh, if you want to send me a DM And say hi You like the pod I appreciate that It really means a lot to me um, And yeah that's about it I uh, think i feel like i'm forgetting something guys but it was fun i hope you guys got some value out of this one all right i'm gonna let you go and i'm gonna see you again next week on another episode of the volleyball by design podcast take care everyone all right cue the music look